Welcome to the Gunning Truth with Ronnie in association with the Arsenal Cape Town Official Supporters Club, a podcast that dissects all things Arsenal. turns three years old. Mikel Arteta, or Mikel Arteta, has been at Arsenal for three years. And what a time it has been. From sitting on the bench, I think it was a Manchester City-Arsenal game where Manchester City were in first gear. I think it was a very, very cold December afternoon. Freddie Ljungberg still in charge. And uh, it's been said that Mikel Arteta was disgusted despite being on the opposite end as a assistant coach at Manchester City and uh, Manchester City coasted to a win as a lethargic no energy no interest in the football club Arsenal team labored to a thumping against Manchester City and not long after that uh, in desperation Vinay and the rest of the Arsenal board went to Arteta's house in Manchester and convinced him to become the new manager of Arsenal Football Club. So in the three years, there is some stats. 151 games in total, 90 wins, 21 draws, and 40 losses. So normally you would have a lot of draws, but for some strange reason in the Arteta era, there hasn't been a lot of draws. Arsenal scored 267 goals, so uh, not even two per game. Uh, one point, what one point two, and then conceded one hundred and fifty nine goals in those one hundred and fifty one games. Uh, two hundred and ninety one points with a one point nine three ppm points per game, and then the Premier League is one hundred and nine games, sixty one wins, seventeen draws, thirty one losses, one hundred and eighty goals scored in one hundred and nine games, so that's uh, even less. And then 117 goals conceded in 109 matches. 200 points with uh, points per game being 1.83. So uh, Arteta's tenure, obviously getting a FA Cup very early on. And uh, even he said it in a recent documentary, or not documentary, but interview with Carragher on Sky Sports, that uh, he said it in his own words that the FA Cup victory bought him time. Now, from my side, I've been critical before. I think the most critical I was was uh, the Villarreal semi-final defeat. Uh, critique in the sense that we played Jacket left back and Emil Smith Rowe at uh, fall in the false nine in a very important game at uh, the El Madrigal. So the first leg, which we were very poor in, I think we lost two one. Uh, very uh, lucky penalty that we got in the game, and we should have gotten thumped. But uh, unfortunately, it's the players. They didn't have the players at the time. And you've got to respect and understand that because the moment he started bringing in these young, exciting players, uh, players that's maybe under the radar, you can say, but uh, players that's got passion and, and want to play for the club, results started improving. And where are we now? Top of the log, uh, heading into the post-World Cup break. 
So uh, looking at the log situation, we are on 37 points after 14 games. Goal difference of plus 22. Uh, Man City are five points behind us. 14 games played, 32 points. So five points, the difference. And then obviously Newcastle, the team that we have to watch out for. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Arsenal performs uh, in this next two games. Uh, the th my thoughts on players coming back from the World Cup. Obviously, we've had a couple of games uh, close to the end of the World Cup uh, where we won the Dubai Super Cup uh, and uh, players uh, slowly started trickled back into the team. Uh, we've had Xhaka play. We've had Thomas Partey play. Odegaard played all the games. So our midfield is sorted. We've got Fabio Vieira that's been playing on the right wing uh, in most of the games. In fact, all of the games. Marquinhos coming on. Uh, what did we have? We had Saka, Martinelli and Ketia up front in our goalless draw against Luton Town in the behind closed doors friendly. And we generally don't perform well in the behind the closed doors friendly game. So I don't look too much into that, even though you can analyze our last two friendlies we didn't score. Uh, at London, Colney and the Emirates, a very poor loss to a weak Juventus team. But uh, obviously all our undoing, we dominated both games and it just so happens we conceded own goals in the Juventus game. So very difficult to look too much into the pre-season or mid-season friendlies. However, you can go back to the pre-season friendlies where we were fantastic and we built up momentum, full strength team playing for, for like the last four games and that momentum got, got driven in to those first three league games where we were able to keep the same team and uh, able to get results, play good football, control, dominate games and look at ease. So with regards to players that still needs to come back, I think it's just Saliba and as per Arteta's press conference yesterday, he was hoping that Saliba would be back in full training today. We had pictures of Mbappe who also played in the World Cup final back in training. It's probably just Argentinian players that's not even close to training as yet, but quite a few French players that was involved in the squad are training already, maybe the last two days or so. So hopefully Saliba will be back. Uh, I still feel it might be too soon for him on Monday. So my team for Monday would be Ramsdale in goal, Ben White at right back, Kieran Tierney at left back. We still don't know what's going on with Zinchenko. Uh, a lot of talk that Jinchenko and Emil Smith-Rowe are just being given extended time to get back into the swing of things and not training at all. So they're probably working with the physios, making sure that they are nice and strong because we are going to need them in 2023. So left back, I've got Tierney. He's looked really good in preseason or mid-season. I keep calling it preseason. And then we've got at centre-back, right centre-back, holding. I've never really been a fan uh, especially the last couple of seasons, but he seems to do a job when it's short-term. The problem comes with long-term or when we are playing really big games. So I've got Holding and Gabriel Magayesh at centre-back. In midfield, the three stays the same. Thomas Partey, single pivot, left eight, Xhaka, right eight slash ten, captain Odegaard, right wing, Bukayo Saka back, left wing Martinelli back, and then through the middle, Nketiah. There's been a lot of talk about his work rate improving and his ability to get the ball playing from deep back to goal. He's obviously someone that has all the years been an in-the-box striker. So let's see how it goes over a period of time. And then we will see what's going to happen in the transfer window.
A lot of talk about Mudrik. Will it happen? Will it not happen? Agent talk, player talk, all of that's going on behind the scenes, while Shakhtar Donetsk continue to say that the player is going to be worth a hundred million. Arsenal's not even going to pay half of that. Our next ten games, we've got West Ham or West Ham, as everybody like to call them, on Boxing Day. A couple of days later, in fact, that's the thirty-first, the evening, so a couple of hours before we go into the year twenty twenty-three. Arsenal have Brighton and Hove and Albion. I like to call them and and. We've got a very bad record against them. Recent losses to them at the Emirates. Uh, we consistently lose to them at the Emirates, it seems like. And then we've been drawing. I think we had a 1-0 win also around New Year's. Uh, we had a 1-0 win against them in snow, I think it was. I think it might have been a Tierney goal. Can't quite remember, but I think it was two years ago, also around about New Year's, where we beat them. Last season it was a goalless draw in a game where I think Cucurella was quite brilliant for them. And we struggled to a goalless draw. It was also just before international break when we were actually on a good run. So uh, that's Brighton. And then we start the new year with a humongous game. Arsenal-Newcastle United. I would love it if we could have Mudrik on the bench for that game. If it is that we are able to do business early. I don't really think so. Even though I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that we get to do business early. But uh, we've got Newcastle United on the 3rd. Uh, evening game as well and then we've got the FA Cup game against Oxford away we've never won at Oxford but obviously we've only played them a few times and we never meet in the league and then huge games against Spurs away we haven't won at the new uh, White Hart Lane we haven't uh, even gotten a draw there and I think we might have, I can't remember if we've lost yeah we've, we have lost 2-1 so that would be like a closest loss but furthermore it's been 2-0 and 3-0 and then we host Man United. Very good record Arsenal has re in the recent past against them. I think the last loss against them was in a FA Cup game where Alexis Sanchez scored. So we've got a very good home record against them and we owe them one after that uh, horror show at Old Trafford. Horror show in the sense that the scoreline and also uh, a Premier League referee saying that they made six incorrect interventions in the first part of the season before the break of the World Cup. So they analyzed interventions that they uh, had within games where maybe a team scored a goal and it was an incorrect intervention and it's been confirmed that the Gabriel Martinelli goal at Old Trafford and that was such a huge pivotal moment in a game where we were dominating and not scoring. However, the goal was scrapped afterwards due to the Odegaard foul and it's now after the fact. Once again at Old Trafford, this nonsense happening. Uh, it's been said that it was an incorrect decision and yeah once again eh? and if you complain then it's almost as if it's excuses 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 but we move so I'm lo looking forward to Boxing Day I think we might have a bit of difficulty especially it's all about tempo at the end of the day and players that's coming from warm weather we, we th think it's an excuse but it's a reality now a couple of days back in England hopefully it's not that cold anymore so uh, hopefully Arsenal will be able to start well because that's what's been happening uh, in a lot of our games we've started well and put the opposition under pressure especially at home so I'm hopeful that we will get six points uh, heading into the new year and also the other thing which a lot of people are not aware of, even though Man City has started well, they actually played really well against Liverpool yesterday with a changed team. 
uh, even though the key players are all strangely enough all back and all firing again uh, i.e. Uh, Gundogan uh, Akanji at the back I think it was he had a good game and then obviously uh, De Bruyne and who had two assists Mares played well Foden came on and then obviously Haaland scored again as well so they are coming for us so we best be prepared and that's going to be with the January transfer window however as I was about to say Manchester City do play the very tricky Leeds United on Wednesday so if Arsenal handle the business we could be 8 points clear or if we do win we will be 8 points clear with Manchester City going to tricky Leeds uh, their first league game back uh, uh, since the World Cup and obviously with Arsenal being 8 points ahead of Man City I do think Man City will win it's just we need to sort out these two tricky games West Ham they're in poor form however there has been a break and they could be revitalized and then obviously on the New Year's Eve we've got Brighton away that's going to be very tricky they've got the World Cup winner McAllister will strongly likely play uh, they've got the likes of Danny Welbeck that's had some good games against us when he has been fit for Brighton and then the Caicedo who's had a very good World Cup for Ecuador these type of players I think they've got Ben Dunkstall at the club Webster uh, Gross and then uh, uh, Leandro Trossard who's also in fantastic form and one or two players that I can't quite think of now that had excellent games when they beat us in the Carabao Cup uh, not so long ago so that will be a very tough game I'm hopeful that if it is that we drop points there that uh, Man City would have dropped maybe points against Leeds United just so that we can have a little bit of a buffer because I think that Newcastle game is going to be huge as well as Tottenham away and Man United at home. So that's the Arsenal situation. A lot of rumours as well that there are player extensions taking place. And once again, just like transfer stories, it's once again where it comes out and it, it trends on Twitter and the social sphere that the player has indeed signed his contract. And then two days later, you get another source saying that that is not the case. They are still busy talking. I think it's probably done, going to be done. It's just that Arsenal didn't want to bother the players with this during the World Cup period. And we are coming now down to the transfer window opening. So hopefully we can, at the very least, verbally confirm uh, Saka, Saliba and Martinelli. Uh, I'm pretty certain it's going to go through in terms of extensions. So they will all be in the vicinity of 150 to 200,000 pounds per month or sorry per week and that would obviously mean that our wage bill will start to increase again so it's going to be vital for Champions League football to happen so you can't not have Champions League football you can't sell poorly and then expect to uh, give all these players bumper contract upgrades on Europa League budgets and having to pay 60-70 million to better the club so that's where it becomes tricky for Arsenal but I'm confident that we'll be able to beat West Ham even if it's a struggle struggle through the next two games or even if it is that we play well it's still a long way to go by the time the new uh, transfer window opens and hopefully we don't mess around in the transfer window with regards to getting in players as soon as possible hopefully it's not a big distance between what Arsenal's willing to pay Shakhtar Donetsk and what Shakhtar Donetsk wants obviously in their case they want bidding wars 
and hopefully it is that the player so badly wants to come to Arsenal that uh, bidding wars won't be necessary in this case. So up the Arsenal. Happy New Year to the Arsenal. Arsenal ladies continues to impress despite huge, huge injuries. Very d difficult situation in the sense that they've now lost Miedema to an ACL injury as well as Beth Mead. Funny enough, they are actually a couple in real life. Uh, so both of them, I'm sure they live together. They are both on crutches. Both have ACL issues. I think it's MCL for Beth Mead. So once again, the increase in quite big muscular injuries has taken place in women's football with the increase of football uh, remember physiologically uh, females are built differently so they cannot sustain all this football there's been so many post-season uh, tournaments taking place they just simply don't have enough rest and during the season they're obviously constantly training there is situations where the leagues don't have that much games. However, there tends to be a lot of international breaks in between. And then obviously you are playing uh, one or two games or let's say four games over a short period of time. Then you have a bit of rest. However, the recuperation over long term is a problem. So the fixture list needs to be sorted out. The managers are talking about it. Edefal. Arsenal's head coach also complaining in a sense about it but it's not really a complaint if you are seeing all these MCL ACL injuries taking place uh, funny enough three or four of the top 12 players in the Ballon d'Or list are all suffering from either ACL or MCL injuries so the best of the best are all injured however Arsenal played their final Champions League game and that also coincides with their last game for the year Played against Zurich in Zurich and Arsenal won 9-1. Absolutely phenomenal attacking display. Defending from the front, getting the ball off the Zurich defenders and creating opportunities. 9-1 win for Arsenal without Miedemar, without Mead. In fact, they will not be playing at all this season. And there's rumours rife uh, online about the possibility of Arsenal going for a Ajax Amsterdam attacking forward and uh, it's also a very highly rated young striker similar in the mold to Miedema when Miedema first started also a player that scores a lot of goals and also a player that caused Arsenal a lot of problems because Arsenal had to qualify for the Women's Champions League earlier on in the season and this particular player also caused problems for Arsenal in that two legs so uh, hopefully Arsenal can get that deal done it's very different with regards to rumours on uh, women's players. It all tends to actually end up being true. So we'll see what Arsenal does. But Arsenal are or have finished top of the women's Champions League group with the reigning champions, Lyon, finishing second. So uh, it seems like Arsenal can play the likes of... Well, there's only three teams that Arsenal can play because Chelsea... Uh, uh, top their group, so Arsenal can't play Chelsea. So... Uh, and obviously Arsenal can't play Lyon so uh, there's only four groups so Bayern Munich finished second in their group to Barcelona PSG finished second in their group to Chelsea and Roma finished second in their group to who was it? Uh, Wolfsburg so that means Wolfsburg, Arsenal, Chelsea and Barcelona are the top seeds Bayern Munich, 
Roma, PSG and Lyon are the teams that finished second. So that means that Arsenal could play Bayern Munich, a tricky team. Arsenal have bought loads of players from Bayern Munich before, including Miedemar. I think Maritz was bought, uh, Arsenal's women's right back was bought at Bayern Munich. You've got uh, the goalkeeper uh, that used to play for Bayern Munich as well. So a lot of players has gone between the two clubs. Uh, Roma, I, they've got a very exciting Brazilian young player there. And then obviously PSG has got some of the top French women players. So it will be a very tricky tie over two legs, but confident if Arsenal can get maybe one or two players in in the new year. Obviously more confident with Miedemar and Mead. However, they are definitely out for the rest of the season. So Arsenal has to fight for trophies, unfortunately, without their two best players. So it doesn't matter who comes in in the January transfer window. Arsenal have lost their two most important players. Vivian Miedemar, striker slash number 10, out for the season and very likely for the World Cup. The Women's World Cup is taking place in June. So she's missing that for Netherlands and Beth Mead, one of the best players in the world, out for England at that World Cup as well. And in fact, they are very likely going to miss the upcoming start of the new season. So hopefully Arsenal are champions. However, they're going to have to seriously buy some players. And then just the Arsenal under-21s. Arsenal drew with Stoke in the Premier League Cup. However, they are already through. They were already top of the group. So they are already through to the next stage. They are still currently top of the under-21 Premier League 2. However, there's loads of teams that's uh, within a point. And then Arsenal under-18s under Jack Wiltshire finally starting to uh, get up to speed. Thrashed Millwall 6-0 to qualify for the next round of the Youth FA Cup. A Youth FA Cup which the coach Jack Wiltshire has won as a player. Arsenal will be playing. Newcastle United next so that's it for this week hopefully uh, we've got some interesting games coming up next week obviously there's two games so I'll be reviewing both West Ham United and Brighton it's very difficult to give a prediction I'm hopeful that Arsenal will win maybe a scrappy 1-0 or a scrappy 2-0 or a 2-1 on Monday evening and then a very tricky game the following Saturday late kickoff it's not very late i think it's a 7:30 kickoff at the amex stadium to play brighton so that's the two games arsenal has to look forward to the under 21s and the under 18s are starting to play again after maybe a two-week break the arsenal women are back early january where they will be playing chelsea in a huge huge game so that is the state of the arsenal happy holidays people <laughs>